Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. Well, today I'm really excited that we have a special guest on the show today. And I'm really happy to be able to bring a different element. So from um, business owners and um, nonprofits, today I'm excited to talk about the nonprofit side. And I have Veronica here, and she is represented from Laura's house. And so I'm super excited. This is a local Orange County charity organization that gives back here locally. And so welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and helping us to highlight Laura's house and all the work that we do. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, why don't we just dig right in and why don't you tell me a little bit about what Laura's House does for people who don't know on the show. Sure, so Laura's House is a domestic violence agency located in South Orange County, although our services expand beyond the county itself. Um, we were established back in 1994, and it was actually the mother of a victim of domestic violence where her daughter was murdered by her partner, and she wanted to do something with that pain. So yeah. she rallied a group of women together in Orange County, shared her daughter's story and also her vision to launch an organization that if anybody was like her daughter on the receiving end of harm in an intimate partner relationship, that there would be a phone number they could call and a place where they could go. And she had so much support that night that Laura's house was actually born. I love that. That's an amazing story. And the legacy is now here years and years later as a result. Right. 28 years later. So we did just start off as a hotline and wow. an emergency shelter. And by say just, I mean, that was huge. Uh, huge. It was huge. Yeah. And it was a great impact for really the community at large. But then over the years, we have expanded our programs and services services that go so much beyond the residential care that we can provide for our clients as well. Yeah. So what are some of the different services that you guys have now that you offer? So that 24-hour hotline that I was talking about, okay. if anybody calls that hotline, a trained advocate's going to pick up by the third ring. Wow. And if they need emergency shelter on that first phone call, it will be offered to them. How do they get that number? So I can give it right now, but you can just go to our website as well, which is laurashouse.org. And our, I mean, our hotline number is 866-498-1511. Perfect. And I'll put it in the link afterwards on the show. So in case anyone feels like they have someone that they know that just wants yes. this information or share it with a resource that can provide it to an organization that thinks they need it, have it handy. Yes, I'm a little biased, but I do think <laughs> everyone should have a hotline in their address book yeah. because the statistics are startling. Mm -hmm. So one in three females are going to be impacted by intimate partner harm in their lifetime. Wow, I had no idea. Yes. And then anywhere from one in four to one in nine men, it really depends on the research study. Wow. The reality is most males will not report nor were they self-identify as being a victim wow. really in any category, let alone domestic violence. Um, However, really based on our experience, we do think it's closer to that one in four. Mm. And then for members of the LGBTQ plus community, they're also at one in three. Wow. 
Wow. Now, the most startling statistic that I can tell you. It gets even worse. This is, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, this is really important because yeah. um, it speaks to the work that I do at Laura's House. Okay. So the national average of teenagers wow. that are impacted by dating violence oh, wow. prior to the age of 18 is one in three. Now, we have been in classrooms for, it's about 18 years now, teaching prevention. And because we had so many students come up and share their own personal experience Mm -hmm. or share about friends that they had noticed, you know, that were in these harmful relationships, we partnered with Chapman University and we asked them to do a teen dating violence study specifically for teenagers in Orange County. Okay. Now, that research study came out in 2018. And we have twice the national average. Oh, no. So two out of three teenagers will have reported experiencing harm in dating relationships. And, you know, if we just kind of flip that, that means two out of three teenagers are causing harm. Wow. And so prevention is key. That's exactly where I was going to go yeah, with this. Prevention is key. So what can we do? So for what one, resources? we need to start the conversation. Okay. Um, and I do believe it starts at home. Okay. It absolutely starts at home. So do you have information that we can give our audience to yes. have these conversations at home? We do. We have okay. a website actually dedicated to it. So oh, it's nice. LH for Laura's house, LH. Teen. Now, you can actually access that designated website through our main website at oh, laurashouse.org. Um, but we have a program called HEART, which is Healthy Emotions and Attitudes in Relationships Today. I might need that. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it is so good. So we go into middle schools, high schools, wow. universities, as well as other agencies like Girl Scouts, um, oh, the Boys and Girls Club, so if National Charity League. Think of youth-based organizations and we are probably there and we teach one hour on what is a healthy relationship so we really bring home trust respect and safety and then we also talk about those ominous red flags like jealousy which by the way our culture and society absolutely glamorizes it's taken as an extreme compliment if a dating partner, even an intimate partner, says, I'm so jealous. I wish you wouldn't wear that. Yeah. Or do you have to go out with your friends? Why can't you just spend time with me? I'm so jealous. And then the person on the receiving end just wants their partner to know that they love them, they support them, and they start to acclimate to those oh. demands. And that is the portal to all things bad yeah. in a relationship. So we equip them nice. with what it looks like um, because they're not going to come in and punch you in the face on the right. first date, right? Yeah. It's a slow boil. Yeah. And so we want to give them those early warning signs, not just for them, but so that they can be ambassadors. And if they see a friend or a, a loved one who's in one of these relationships, they can start advocating for them. What great work. I love this. So what if I, I have children that are eight and nine, and what if their school doesn't already have you in their program? How can they request someone to come out and, and share this? All roads lead to our website. So. <laughs> So if you go to our homepage, we actually have a pop-up that comes up on the bottom right-hand corner that says book a presentation. Oh, and that's what it is. That's it. You go there. And so we have teen base programs. Um, we're starting to go younger, however, yeah. Yeah. because the first incidents of harm that we noticed in the Chapman dating study were age 12. Wow. So we have middle schoolers who yeah. are involved in this. But because of the internet, 
because yeah. our younger population is really exposed at such a young age yeah. to violence and it is normalized, diminished, and they even put laugh tracks behind it at YouTube wow. or TikTok. Yeah. Um, so empathy, dear mercy, needs to be taught at home. Yeah. Um, to show empathy when somebody stumbles rather than giggling and laughing, which honestly is a natural human response. Right. So rather than just shame the child and say, you know, it's not funny, and just say, you know, honey, now, if that happened to you, would you want everyone laughing at yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> would you want someone laughing? Or and what do you feel in that moment? Yeah. But of course, it's embarrassment, humiliation, and right. we wouldn't want that for anyone. No. And so, just kind of introducing that concept because empathy is going to be paramount when they start in these dating relationships. I love it. That is such a great lesson, and being able to have these tools that and a resource that they can learn at a very young age because that's the foundation. I love that you guys are going younger and younger and being able to teach them those pivotal moments, you know, the, the rights and wrongs, like you say, that parents right. teach at home and so they can in- implement that. That's well, great. we now offer a whole library of topics. So that is our anchor program, that heart program. But we also offer like empowerment and self-esteem, conflict okay. resolution, okay. Um, empathy, as I just say, yeah. stated, yeah. bystander intervention. So what do you do as a bystander if you're witnessing something? Because you yeah. want to keep yourself safe. Right. Um, so we give some really good tools on that. We have about six subtopics that we offer, and this is for teen audience as well as adult audiences. Okay. So we also go into other centers for adult programs for service providers, where it's wellness centers, addiction recovery, and we just provide our trainings to their clientele to help support their services. Um, so we're very, very busy getting the word it. out and yeah. just really trying to um, repair and build that self-esteem yeah. and honestly giving them the tools to navigate forward. Right. This is so fantastic. Tell me some of the other programs because I know that you guys actually have several we and do. so that's just a few. Tell me a little bit more that you have. So that shelter that I was talking about, yeah. those our clients will stay with us up to 45 days. Okay. And when they're in their shelter, all of their needs are going to be met. And they typically will come in with the clothes on their back, yeah. um, with their kids in tow, yeah. and nothing else. So we're going to provide them the adults, because it could be mom, dad, yeah. um, a welcome basket with hygiene products, a journal, and just some things to help their transition a little better. And their little kiddos, based on their ages, are going to also be given a welcome basket, a backpack, because those children are now right. in the shelter, so they're going to have to start a school system. Right. And they're going to need all those supplies. And of course, all of their meals, counseling, and for them and for the kiddos, is going to be taken care of. After the end of 45 days, if they still need continued support, so they don't have a family that is going to help them with housing yeah. or whatever that they need, we will offer them our transitional housing. Oh, nice. What does that look like? So our transitional housing, our clients can be with us anywhere from six months to 12 months. And our case managers are really going to identify all the barriers that are between them and self-sufficiency. Okay. So at this point, then counseling is going to be mandated. Let's go ahead and start unpacking what road led you here. Yeah, and rebuilding. Rebuilding. Rebuilding is key. Mm. Um, As well as do they need employment? So we give them resources for that. Do they want to continue? 
continue their education, we give them resources for that. So Some of them need then government aid, so we're going to give them the resources to go ahead and start applying for that, whether it's Section 8 housing, CalWORKs, you name it. Um, and all the while, just where did you where do you want to end up? Do you want to stay in Orange County? Do you want to get out of state? If so, fine. We'll give you the resources to start looking there. Wow. Um, and again, that therapeutic process is just absolutely fundamental for them to be able to repair their lives. So that's our residential care. Okay. Now the, and that's what we're best known for. Okay. And I've seen the pictures online. They're beautiful homes. Oh, my goodness. Our homes are amazing. It seems like you walk amazing. in and they're just definitely taken care of. Yes. Yes. It is um, a beautiful dwelling place. It absolutely is. And then um, we have the majority of our clients, however, non-residential. Okay. So they take advantage of our therapeutic services. Wonderful. And that they can get either in Aliso Viejo or Garden Grove, whichever is closest to them. Great. And then we everything we do is on a sliding scale. Now, not for the um, emergency shelter. I mean, they are in there. They are under our wings. Yeah. Um, for our other clients that are non-residential, if they can't afford to pay, they will not have to pay. We wow. will never turn anyone away. What a great service. And the first therapeutic step is we have a 10-week called Personal Empowerment Program. Okay. And we shorten it to PEP. Nice. And during that time, <laughs> and it is led by a therapist. Okay. And so they're going to be with a group of other individuals who are in the same season of life that they are, mm -hmm. um, two hours a week for 10 weeks. And not only do they bond, their clients bond with each other, yeah. share stories, but over in that course of 10 weeks, every week they're going to be unpacking a different topic. Wow. What is domestic violence? Because yeah. um, most people think of black eyes, broken bones, bruises around the neck. Yes, it can look like that, yeah. but really the primary way is going to be emotional abuse. Yeah. Um, and that's so diminished because really, who has the word bank for that? It's like, oh, they hurt my feelings. Right. Well, we're not talking about hurt feelings here. We're talking about intentional yes. harm to yes. somebody's emotional tank and self-worth mm -hmm. by their partner. So they really unpack all of the various kinds of harms and then the harmful impacts on children. Wow. I mean, how many times have you heard individuals say, I can't get a divorce. I don't want to put my kids through that. Right. Well, no parent wants to put their children through that. Exactly. So we then let them kind of have to see what research studies and children that are raised in these violent homes or abusive homes where there's tension and everyone's walking on the eggshells and just don't upset that parent, right. step parent, whoever it is. Um, the long-lasting harmful impacts on them. So wow. that's a really hard week for our clients, of course. Yeah. Hearts are broken. Um, but you have to understand, really, you have to identify something before you can change something. That's right. Yep, makes sense. So then every week it's just like that. Um, a new topic is addressed. Sounds very intense. <laughs> it's very intense. And I have shadowed. And I think everybody should take pet, by the way. I mean, I we were just talking about it yesterday. I'm like, why is this not in universities? This yeah. is about the, this is life skills. You don't right. have to come from abuse. This right. is like the best program Ever. I love it. So after the 10 weeks, some of our clients are like, you know what, that's all I needed. My yeah. eyes are opened. I have the power to know how I want to navigate going forward. For those of our clients who are like, 
like I'm a, I'm a hot mess right now and a Pandora's <laughs> box has just been open. Right. Then they're going to be offered that one-on-one therapeutic care. Got it. Um, and then what is done in that 10 weeks is that therapist then can say, okay, what did you learn? So, so much of the work has already been done yeah. and now they can go ahead and hone in on the troubled areas that they discovered in yep. that 10 weeks. Dive in deeper. And then we also offer some of our therapists are certified in EMDR therapy. Okay. What is that? It is revolutionary. Okay. So basically what it is, and it was offered to first responders, FBI agents who came, or police officers that came into a really violent scene. Okay. Um, You get PTSD from that. Got it. And so some of our therapists who are licensed, we actually have light bars, and the clients just look at the light bar, and they, the our therapists will ask them questions, or they can just start talking about traumatic events. Wow. And... I'm not a scientist, but something <laughs> really extraordinary happens in the brain where basically those traumas, even if they're childhood traumas, so it happened, you know, our client's 35 and a childhood trauma happened at 12, um, our brains store them in a place where it's a short-term memory as if it happened yesterday. Oh, wow. So that's what survival is, right? Yeah. Remember this, remember this, so it won't yeah. happen to you again. Right. But that needs to be archived, not forgotten, but archived mm-hmm. to where it belongs. And so that's what that light therapy does. It gets both sides of the brain wow. communicating with each other, and then it stores it in that where it was a past event, didn't just happen yesterday because it didn't. Right. And then that shortens the therapeutic time. So our clients who were with us for six months to eight months for therapy. You saw a traumatic change. Major changes. Major changes, and they're done within three to four months. Wow. And that's completely voluntary. So we'll offer it to our clients, and a lot of them want to go for it, of course. And then we have legal advocacy. Oh, fantastic. And our legal advocacy is for those clients who need or desire a restraining order. Yeah. Um, that is an ominous process. Yeah. And so they but can... before, they wouldn't be able to maybe afford that. Do you help support that so they're not I'm having sorry. to write those checks? And Ab- like they absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So they can come to our center and we really let them know what the judge is going to be looking for. We help them to gather that evidence, Perfect. make the photocopies for them. Yeah. Um, in the state of California, it is not required, but highly recommended that the person who is filing for the restraining order gives a notification call to the individual that's going to get the restraining order. Wow. And that's terrifying. Yeah. You have someone who's fleeing. Yeah. Um, they don't want their partner to know where they are and no. to the point where they want a restraining order. And so we will let them know if they're unwilling to do it or not able to, we yeah. would do it for them because oh. it doesn't have to be by that individual. Perfect. It's just that they have to be notified or it's recommended that they're notified. Yeah. So we'll even offer that. And then we go a step further where we will have an advocate with them at every single court hearing regarding because the person who caused them harm is going to be in the same courtroom. Yeah. And that's probably scary. Yeah. It is terrifying. And then they're like, maybe I'm just not going to go. I don't want to follow through with this. Absolutely. They feel like they have that support. They might have the Mm -hmm. courage to move forward and stand up for themselves. Right. So they will go with them through all that. And then if they just come in for legal advocacy, we will also offer our therapeutic service to them and if they have children to their children as well and expand that that process for them but it's completely voluntary wow um they can only use us for our our legal advocacy completely 
um, up to them. And then we have the Education Outreach Department, which has that HEART program oh, and perfect. all of the other ones. We also um, are in the middle of launching something that I am to the moon all over. It's oh, called the Mankind OC Project. What's that? And it is a six-week course okay. for young males, so teen males or young adult males. Okay. Um, and it's a leadership program. Nice. They, if we only tackle half of the population with this, yeah. we're never going to get our arms around it. Right. And so we really want to build up really strong men of integrity. I love that. Um, gosh, it was Frederick Douglass, I think. He was the one who, he was uh, an abolitionist okay. back in the 1800s, I believe. But he said it is better to raise strong men than, no, it is better to build strong children than to repair broken men. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that is basically the vision of this. It's let's mm. go ahead. They are um, not given the tools that they need today. Like you yeah. can't be too strong because then you're toxic. But right. then if you're not strong enough, then you're weak. Like these poor guys yeah. cannot catch a break. Right. And we recognize that void. So we want to go in and step in and give them those character building qualities. Um, yeah. Super cool program. So, okay, I'm going to change gears a little bit because mm -hmm. I know that there's so much more that you guys do. But how can, so a lot of our listeners might be thinking to themselves, you guys do a lot. How can I, how can I help? And I, as an advisor, tell people you can give in a lot of different ways. Yes. You can give your time. You can give your financial contribution. You can give it as part of your legacy. Yes. There's a lot of different ways that you can be able to support and give or make it a family event and then you go. Or you can, you know, utilize the services and just feel like you're giving back in, in a lot of different ways. So mm -hmm. maybe can you break that down and give me a couple examples of where people can give back? Absolutely. And first, I have just have to give a shout out to all of our volunteers. <laughs> uh, Laura's House couldn't exist outside of wow. our volunteers and our contributors' financial contributions. So a big thank you to everyone who supports us. So yes, absolutely. There's monetary ways. Mm -hmm. And that's really easy. You just go online and you can make a one-time donation. You can make a monthly recurring one. Um, however, like you said, some people really want to push up their shirt sleeves and be able to start giving back in that way. Yeah. So we have a donation center because we do have resale stores. We have one in Lake Forest. Yeah. We have one in San Juan Capistrano. And, our and that's where you guys are getting some of your clothes that you're giving back to the people that are going back into the workplace, right? Yes. Okay. So we, um, what happens when people come and they donate their goods to us yeah. we sort through them and that's where volunteers come in yeah. so we have a donation center manager and he oversees all of those volunteer hours yes. and they sort through all the stuff it's pretty fun because yeah. we have a couple staff members and the rest are volunteers and there's always a lot of talking and laughing going on through the sorting process I love it. if we have any needs in the shelter or client needs those are going to be pulled aside so that we can give them directly to our clients nice. and the rest of them then will be sorted and you know, we do have a, a strong following in our customer base in Lake Forest and San Juan. Yeah. And our manager actually knows what's going to sell better in which stores. So they, oh, <laughs> they separate out the merchandise for the stores. Um, I would say that is probably the easiest way for someone yeah. to volunteer yeah. because it could be an individual. But like you said, it could be a family. Yeah. Um, I know when my kids were younger, I used to take them and we would stand outside of stores and collect canned foods for the 
you know, food bank and yeah. all these things. I would have done this in a New I York minute with thing. my children. I love that. Um, and so we could, they could do that. Uh, we also just had a company that came in and they did, you know, fill, they have a philanthropic arm where they love want that. their employees to give back. Yeah. And so they chose Laura's house as a work day or volunteer day. So great. So it wasn't just the staff, but it was a family event. So they could bring their spouse or their partners and their children as well. And then they took all the pictures and they uploaded them on LinkedIn and we stumbled across it. We knew where they're volunteering, but (laughs) you know, we're like, Oh my gosh. Um, So it was beautiful team building for them, but also just, you know, I think everybody has a place in their heart where they know they were put on this earth for something so much bigger than themselves or the car they drive or the home they live in. Yeah. And this is something that affords them opportunity because yeah. not everyone's going to be like me and work for a nonprofit. Well, something I, I see clients, and I'm, I'm going to interrupt you no, here, go but ahead. They're, people don't necessarily want to retire, right? Yes. And so we talk about that. What does that next phase of life look like? Mm-hmm. And we don't really always use the word retirement. It's more financial independence. So if you don't have to work, Right. Or if you're not having to work a nine to five and you're just kind of working maybe a couple days a week, this is an opportunity for people to give back to an organization in a way that they also feel like they're getting something in return because of giving, right? Where we're giving Absolutely. our time. and But you're seeing, please t- share like an example of like, you know, I know if I, when I'm volunteering, there's so much joy that yes. I get out of it as well by giving my time and knowing that I'm making a difference for all these people's lives. Maybe you have an example of someone that just like this was kind of phase two of their life and they kind of leaned in and contributed. I actually do. There's this beautiful couple and they both have retired from very successful careers and they took time to travel and do all the fun things. And then they just decided, you know what, like, we want to be able to kind of use our skills to give back. Yeah. So they come in every week okay. and our volunteer uh, manager sends out, hey, they're going to be here. And all of us managers jump on to tap, tap them. It Love is it. admin work. And people don't think that they could volunteer in that way. Again, we yeah. love every area yeah. of volunteerism. So they come in and they do data entry. Um, he happened to be an analyst, so he was looking through some of our evals for the HEART program because okay. we want efficacy. Yeah. And he noticed this rate of, I don't think they're really understanding the cycle of violence. He had this freaking pie chart for me and spreadsheet he's going I think if you guys just focus on this a bit maybe they'll have a greater understanding we changed our program overnight I'm like okay you know it was awesome Um, and then we also have people that are experts in their particular field and we have um, three times a year where we do 40 hours domestic violence advocacy training it's a state certification Um, and so we'll pull them as um, experts, because we have outside presenters that will so come great. and they share, you know, about the links between addiction yeah. and domestic violence, yeah. elder abuse, you name the topic. We have someone that volunteers. Wow. There are time to do that. Um, and same thing, you know, we are so blessed and honored that they would do that. But when we say our thank yous, what we get in response is no thank you. Thank you that you gave me the opportunity to give back. Uh, You know, it's very reciprocal, we find. Do you have a story, and I know we're kind of running low on time here, but do you have a story of a success of someone going through your program and feeling like they came out on the other side a different person? Um, Oh, my goodness. I know we have very limited time. Yes, yes. And uh, we talk all the time about 
kind of when we have someone in our office that they're coming in for their very first PEP, how they are forlorn, they won't make eye contact, their head is slumped down, their shoulders are pulled in. And then we could always tell the clients who have been with us for like six weeks or whatever, because, you know, they're they're squared back and they're smiling, they're making eye contact, they're like, hi, and they are on the track for empowerment. And that is the one thing that when you're in these violent or abusive relationships, it is all about control Mm. and power. And they have been stripped of that. And that's all we're doing. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. We're literally giving them the tools and telling them they are actually the decision makers. They can decide what their life is going to look like. I have the privilege of doing resource fairs all the time and tabling. And I have this one just... I'll try not to get all weepy on you. But I was doing a resource fair, and there was a young a young man. I would say he was probably 19 okay. or 20. He was kind of waiting for the table to be emptied of people that were coming and going. Yeah. And so when the last person left, he comes up, and he said, I just want to thank you. I was in your shelter. Wow. And I'm, it gives me chills. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are you doing? He goes, I know my mom wouldn't be alive without you. And he wow. goes, and honestly, when I was taken in the middle of the night by my mom to go to your shelter, he goes, I was angry. Yeah. Um, I knew what my dad was doing was wrong, but I saw her as the one that was breaking up the family. Wow. And he said, so I was angry, and, you know, your therapist really worked with me on it. And he goes, that was like eight years ago. He goes, and he goes, my mom is doing really well. He goes, you know, it will be a lifetime journey. It really will. He goes, but I'm a better person for it. And he goes, and I love my mom. She saved my life. That's amazing. And that is story is not unique. There are so many people that come up to us in resource fairs. Some of them are loud and proud. You know, I'm a graduate of Laura's house. This place is amazing. Others just whisper in your ear um, because they still want to remain anonymous. And we understand that. This does not define them. They don't want the labels because they're thriving now. So it's it's pretty cool to hear and they're now in the communities. And then I just got an email today from someone who just was part of our program. Yeah. And she's so thankful. And she wants to share her survival story. So amazing. And we have a lot of opportunities for graduates or people who have once victimized, now are survivors, and telling their story, what they learned, how wow. they're empowering others. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely... It doesn't just course correct their life, but generations to come. Yeah. Think about the legacy that that one person yeah. who was brave enough to say enough. They're breaking the mold. They're breaking the cycle. Yeah. The generational patterns Absolutely. are done, yeah. starting with them. Yeah. Um, they're strong. They're brave. They're courageous. They're all the wonderful things. I love it. Well, I want to end on... You guys are having, and I'm really excited that I'm going to be there. You're having a gala coming up, yes. 2022. It's your 28th anniversary, yes. and the theme is the next adventure. I know it's going to be so fun. So great! It's uh, Saturday, October 1st mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Yes, and it's at Newport Beach Country Club. And if you want to support and go and participate, I'll be there, and yes. um, I'll put information in our link to be able to share with other people. So it's also another fun way to go and support as well. And will you guys have 
an auction that people yes. can just go and So we'll have the silent auctions. Okay. We're going to have the live auction. It. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And yeah, the next adventure, so they're always themed. And this so one is, you know, where you're really hot cool animal prints, semi-formal. It's outside, so kind of dress accordingly. So great. But it's really fun to get all dressed up, and um, you will be spoiled. Okay. But it is a time of people of like minds that yeah. are gathering together. So you could either buy an individual t ticket yeah. or sponsor a table or be one of the event sponsors. There's still time to do all of that. So wonderful. Well, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate this has been eye-opening and being able to share with everyone how they can give back. And um, and then one more time, if you want to just let everyone know how they can reach you and the organization, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Well, first, thank you. Thank you so much for highlighting. I went on your website, and I know your podcasts are dedicated to financial ones. So <laughs> thank you for highlighting Laura's yeah. house. Um, so for all of whether it is for the gala, anything, go to our website. The hotline is also up there. Yeah. But again, it's 866-498-1511. And if you want to get a hold of me because you want some of the programs into your kiddo schools or organizations prevention at laurashouse.org it will get right to me well thank you so much for being here i appreciate it and um next time thank it, you so much it was my pleasure thank you tune in next week for the latest edition of the zanbergen report tuesdays at 2 p.m catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com the Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value.